1: Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom.
0: Hello, listener. This is uh, Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey. Welcome to another episode. I I was out of town last week, and so I'm getting back into uh, the groove of things. Uh, Tonight is the reading for Laura, who is the the winner for the monthly drawing. Now, what I'm doing is the last, well, I know today's not the last Wednesday of the month, but typically it'll be the last Wednesday of each month. And uh, you email me with the subject line TSJ, which are the initials of the soul's journey, <laughs> monthly drawing, TSJ monthly drawing. Send that to Tom at tdjacobs.com and you'll get entered into this drawing. And then around the middle of the month, I will pick a winner each month. And then you'll do the show around the end of the month. Uh, I'm really excited to share with you how I do readings. Thus far, uh, in the in the course of the show, quite a lot for the last you know over two and a half years, quite a lot of it has been ending up by default this kind of lecture format. And I know that listeners to the podcast love it. And you know, it's kind of like people can email me questions, and sometimes I'm talking about politics or world events or even some celebrity profiles. and that's great. And yet, I really want you to learn astrology from me, not learn philosophy and not learn the kind of esoteric approach that in my mind that informs astrology, but I want you to actually learn astrology with me. I used to do a podcast called Unraveling Karma. And uh, you can actually find that through my blog on tdjacobs.com. And it was uh, listener question driven. And so if somebody would ask a question, I'd spend, you know, 10, maybe 15 minutes, and I do two of those uh, in a show. And so you got the person's birth data, and you learned how I do astrology. And I found that really fun to do. So we're going to go back to doing a lot more readings uh, on the air, including this uh, monthly drawing thing. So again, write me tom at tdjacobs.com, and uh, with a subject line, TSJ Monthly Drawing. Now, you have to enter every month. So it's, it kind of rolls over. As soon as I pick a, a winner, then, you know, it opens up again. So anyway, that is, uh, that's the first, that is the, uh, the first announcement. Um, I did just get back from, uh, Alpine, California outside of San Diego. And I was, uh, with, uh, Steve Forrest's apprenticeship program. And as, as some of you may know, he's, uh, I consider him my astrology teacher. And, uh, he's the person from whom I've learned the most astrology and his work really appealed to me so when i wanted to get into a training program uh it was an obvious choice and that was 10 and a half years ago so now i'm kind of like an old timer there though i feel like uh i feel like a a a, a precocious kid uh, sometimes i feel like a kid but it's uh but it's great to have that community and to be there so we just did that and uh really got some cool perspectives on fire planets the, the fire uh, Trigon, uh, as Steve says, of uh, Mars, Jupiter, Sun, and the related archetypes. So that was a great uh, recharging uh, time. And reconnecting with community and uh, telling people about what I'm up to, and people really responded to the Chiron book. Typically, just normally, people really uh, respond to Lilith Healing the Wild, that book, but Chiron there was was really important. and. Uh, apparently, and people were asking me at breaks and uh, at the party on Saturday night to uh, tell them about their chirons give them five minute readings, and uh, and I have this ability to find the inner baby, the inner infant who needs processing, and so I wa- I watch that happen on the faces of people for five minutes here, five minutes there, uh, off and on all weekend. If they ask me to do, look at their chiron, I explain to them, you know, what the childhood thing is that needs to be uh, resolved. So uh so that was really great to ha- be able to have that kind of uh kind of impact. Uh other announcements you can subscribe to uh if you like the show, if you like the podcast, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Each week there's one episode. And then if you want to get back to the 100 almost 130 episodes, you can subscribe through tdjacobs.com on the radio show page. It'll, it'll be obvious when you get to the homepage. And uh, every week, a new episode comes up, and it's this archive of so many lectures, as I mentioned. So that's the other announcement. I guess the last thing I'll tell you is tomorrow, I think tomorrow, coolant, a five-gallon bucket of coolant, which is oil for a slab saw, a lapidary saw, is going to arrive at my house. And I'm going to apparently become a guy who uses power tools in his garage. That I just got that image today. Um, Last year, one time, I was sweeping the leaves off our patio, and I realized, oh, I'm that guy in front of that condo who's sweeping up leaves you know, in suburbia. And so tomorrow I or Friday, I become um, a guy who uses power tools in the garage. And I think when you start doing that, that's something that you can never turn away from. There's a level of identity that gets entrenched, and so that's going to be me. So stay tuned for updates on the crystals that I'm going to be cutting. I have a bunch of rough rock, and I'm going to be cutting it and uh, getting into some cool things, including pink opal. Uh, and I'm also going to cut the um, well, all the other things. You'll you can stay tuned uh, for updates. Uh, recently, I did add mukite, which is for intuition and spirit guide work, and dream work, and going with the flow. Kind of a Gemini energy. We're on the we're on the cusp here of going into Gemini. Pretty much the cusp. Overnight tonight, the sun goes from Taurus into Gemini. Oh, and speaking of that, I'm releasing all of the uh, uh, subscriber materials, subscriber not to the podcast but to my monthly service tonight. So you can check that out. And in the next day or two, I'll have excerpts of videos up on YouTube so you can get a sense of, of what's going on. And uh, subscribers get about an hour and a half of material every month to give them a guided tour of the month. So check that out through tdjacobs.com. So now I want to, uh, welcome Laura to the show. Uh, let me first actually give you her birth data, uh, just so you have a moment to pull the chart up. Her name is Laura. Uh, birthday is May 22nd, 1983 in Papillion, Nebraska. That's P-A-P-I-L-L-I-O-N, Nebraska and 314 PM. So you should get, uh, 27 Virgo Rising. So Laura, welcome welcome to the show.
2: Yeah, Thank you for having me, Tom.
0: Of course, and happy early birthday. It's oh, Friday. thank you. Yeah. yeah thank you. Uh, so you were pretty new to astrology, and you just kind of found the podcast and then saw that this contest was going and, and sent me an email. You just kind of happened in here.
2: I did. I've just kind of been drawn to astrology recently. Um, I don't know much about it. Um, but yeah, I just kind of searched online for some podcasts and found yours, and I liked it
0: okay cool well welcome to the show Thanks. I'm uh, I'm happy to do a reading for you so so right before we came on the air Laura gave me an idea of the two questions she uh, she would ask but can you go ahead with the first one you want to uh, ask and we'll we'll just we'll just dive right in
2: oh sure well being new to astrology um, you know I've never felt like Gemini really fits my personality and so I was wondering if I mean, I know there's no accidents in life, so I know I'm supposed to be where I'm at, but I just never felt like it fit. And so I just wondered if you could see anything in my chart that maybe um, pointed to something else.
0: That's a great question, because when we're new to astrology, we do sometimes get exposed to this kind of climate in what we might call sun sign astrology that makes the sun seem like everything. Oh, well, you're a Gemini. This is who you are. And for me, I'm a Scorpio. This is who Tom is. And one of the things to realize is that your chart has a sun, a Mars, a moon, a Mercury, a Pluto, right? You have all these different planets that affect personality. I mean, that are, that are parts of personality. And, and, you know, your Venus, for example, is in Cancer. Your moon is in Libra. So these are planets working through lenses other than Gemini. Now the sun is in Gemini. So sun mm-hmm. is about sanity and uh organizing the rest of personality. So when it comes down to it, the part of you that needs to make decisions, like if you're if your psyche is a meeting room and it's crowded mm-hmm. with all these perspectives, the one in your the person in your head who needs to make the final call is the sun and that's happening through Gemini. Mm-hmm. So there's there's that idea. So you're Virgo rising, so part of your personalities expressed through the lens of Virgo, which is about being specific and being helpful and useful and perhaps being critical or, you know. uh, So that's important for you, Virgo. Also, Libra Moon in the first is really important. Moon is about feelings and emotions, and uh, it's working through the lens of, um, I would like to be a nice person, Libra. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's in the first house, which is carried very loudly. So you may, at different times... Uh, you know, in a few month period or a year, you might really identify with what people, what, what, you know, books will offer or websites say about cancer energy or Virgo energy, you know, Mm -hmm. or moon, like you might identify with, with some of those things strongly as well.
2: That's that's, interesting.
0: Yeah. The other thing to say for you is that there's a, there are two kind of layers of things that one of them gets a little complex, but I'm going to, I'm going to break it down that describe why your son may feel um not you know you may not feel like a gemini one is mm-hmm. your son is conjunct mars mean next to conjunct means next to and it means that i can't talk to your son without also talking to mars and so that changes your son energy and and mars is the warrior archetype and it's instinctive and it's fiery and bold and the need to develop courage so that's with your sun, right? So, so you're a Gemini sun, but you have an, a, a Mars or an Aries flavor added in there. That's the mm-hmm. first level. Second level is you also have a, a planet. I mentioned early in the announcements that my Chiron book was really popular at the workshop I went to and Chiron for you is next to your sun as well. And that changes everything. So I want to explain that. Uh, and, and this is something that's going to be useful for your whole life, meaning, mm-hmm. You'll never feel like a straight-up Gemini because Chiron's here. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and Chiron is this a planetoid <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's typically between Saturn and Uranus in our solar system. It's kind of a weird orbit, so it kind of comes in and out, but it's typically out there. Mm-hmm. And um, archetypally, it's about feeling different, and it's about being sensitive to energy which is emotion.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: I call it the energy antenna. So the sun, the the person in your head who needs to be running your meeting is inextricably linked with an energy antenna. So you could be surrounded by Geminis and they say, what, something's not right here. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. what are you, you know, like, oh, you're a Gemini. Do you like this? And you're like, no, that's the last thing that I would ever like. You yeah. know, like, you know, or like, uh, even if you're on a Sun Mars person, that person can say, Hey, do you like this? And you would be like, No, I, I just really don't like that. And Chiron mm-hmm. is this m- marker of difference. We're always unique wherever Chiron is. And so, so, your sense of self will, you will always feel different. Now, this is not a doomsday prediction or that you are supposed to be lonely or sad or something. But, you're going to have a unique take unique is another Chiron keyword. You're going to have a unique take on what it means to be a person and how a person should make decisions. You know how that, that person running the meeting in your head should operate.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: So, you know, just for other people following along, uh, you, wherever you see sun Chiron together, that person will not feel like, uh, that sign all all the time, like like more often will not. The people in, in my generation, because Chiron's an Aries in my age group, and uh, it's like I think I think it's nineteen sixty nine to like seventy seven. I, I think is Chiron and Aries roughly. But anyway, those people in there. If you're an Aries in that generation, you might not feel like an Aries, right? And the next generation in Chiron and Taurus. If you're a Taurus, you might not really feel like a Taurus. And here, um, you know, you're at the Ch- the end of Chiron and Taurus group but your son's in Gemini. So that that mm-hmm. just changes it. So energy antenna, you sense energy
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you respond emotionally. Yeah. So, so for you, what should I do? How should I do this? What do I want? Because it's wrapped up with Mars, the significator of desire. And for you, it's always going to function differently because you're aware of the subtle undercurrents in the world around you. Oh, definitely. What goes with this is being aware of the emotions of others, including their suffering. Now, you're going to be very aware of joy Mm -hmm. and the contagion of joy and laughter, but you won't remember that because it's not stressful. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But somebody who's angry, somebody who's grieving, somebody who's uh, depressive or bitter, or somebody – grieving. Grieving is going to be a huge a huge uh thing for you also because you have mercury in the eighth house, which is a house where we, mercury is about perception and the eighth house is the house of deep undercurrents in other people, kind of mm-hmm. like the house of psychology and the psychologist. And, and so for you, you're going to pick up on what, what doesn't work well in people's emotional fields, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You may not know what's going on. Like <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you may oh, not yeah. understand. But you're going to realize like three days later, why have I been in such a bad – oh, right. I was hanging out with so-and-so and that person is like got this thing going on that she's not dealing with.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I even noticed like at the grocery store, I'll be walking around and I'll see someone <laughs> and I'll just feel bad for them. And I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I just I totally pick up on their energy, I think.
0: Yeah. So so that's a, that's a Sun Chiron thing. That's a Chiron story, but it's central to your personality because of this. Mm-hmm because it's with your son so what you can do is what i what i recommend people do with a chiron like this is to look at other people as divine beings right you are a portion of goddess and god just like i am and if you are having pain you have signed up to learn about how to deal with pain Mm -hmm. if you're frustrated or depressed you have signed up to learn how to deal with those feelings meaning that laura it's not your job Mm -hmm. And it's easy to say that, that their suffering isn't your job. So if you can, if you can look at others with compassion, that's kind of the end goal or the end point of a lot of Chiron stuff is having compassion, but compassion doesn't mean your heart goes out to that person and you leak on the floor.
2: Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense.
0: Right. And you're, you're thinking of other scenarios in your life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's, and and so this, this is why I say it's a, um, it's a really important thing for your whole life because what especially you know not not to make it too complex right right now but but as i look at your chart and as people who are listening or looking at your chart um you know you have a couple of things in your in your astrology chart that say i, I want to be nice and good and help people
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah. want
0: Right. One of them is Moon and Libra in the first. Moon's about helping and healing and Libra is about making the world a better place and improving relationships, bringing peace. Right. So that's like a loud influence for you. You oh, also yeah. have um, uh, Neptune, which is a planet of being of service and and recognizing kind of um, divine truth and compassionate love, you know, kind of like agape. Um that's on your south node, which is means that in many many lives you are very familiar with that compassionate approach um, but then also Venus and cancer in the tenth, like who you are in the world is going to be helpful in some way, but anyway so so you have these different markers that say... I'm aware of what you're feeling and I probably would like to help you because I would like for you to be happy or at least not sad. Yeah. Uh, but how you do that, we're going to touch on that when we come back from the first break. We're just going to put a, put a pause there. Uh, so everyone stick with me. This is Tom Jacobs on the soul's journey and we're reading for monthly re- uh, drawing winner Laura. We'll be right back after this break.
1: Getting grounded. What about cleaning up and improving your relationships with your body, money, and others? Energy worker and channel Tom Jacobs infuses crystals with the supportive, clarifying, and empowering energies of Archangel Metatron and Ascended Master Jehudi, aka Thoth, Saint Germain, and Merlin. Charged Tiger Iron powerfully engages your first, second, and third chakras, while Charged Red Jasper activates chakra two. Users report improved sleep, deepened meditation, increased trust of their bodies, intuition, and spirit guides, better boundaries, and heightened confidence to follow their passions. Included with each charged piece are channeled resources and ongoing support from Tom Jacobs. Get your charged crystal at tdjacobs.com. You've heard Tom Jacobs, the host of CTR's The Soul's Journey, share insightful perspectives on astrology and spirituality, providing useful tools to help you make life better. Each month, Tom saves his most in-depth analyses for subscribers to his monthly service. Subscribers to tdjacobs.com receive a user's manual for each month when the sun changes sign. The sun's time in that sign, ingresses, retrogrades, major aspect patterns, and new and full moons are covered in depth and help you make the most of the present moment. A channeled meditation and a monthly call to pick Tom's brain are included as are a number of perks, exclusive materials, and savings on his classes and products. Read more and sign up monthly or yearly at tdjacobs.com.
0: Welcome back to the Soul's Journey. This is your pal Tom from tdjacobs.com. And uh this is uh monthly drawing uh winner reading week show <laughs> week. And uh Laura is here uh with me. I'm going to give uh you her birthday to one more time just in case you uh are just joining me. And this is also in my blog. So if you uh you know, you can go reference that. Uh May 22nd, 1983, 3:14 p.m. In Papillion, Nebraska—that's P-A-P-I-L-L-I-O-N, Nebraska. I feel like I said New Jersey. I hope I said Nebraska the first time. Okay. So, Laura, so we're back and talking about her first question was about not really feeling like a Gemini. So I was explaining just that there's a bunch of stuff in the chart and different things are, you know, emphasized with different energies, but also really focusing on this Chiron this Chiron thing and this being different. And so what happens with Chiron, just to wrap this story up or this second part of my answer, because I have a third actually that I've come up with since we're talking, um, that you, the sense of being different can be capitalized on when you accept that it's okay to be unique. You get that? Yeah. Okay. But here's the thing you, you, are invited hereby officially by the universe not to take personally how others react to you or treat you. That's the key. Oh, that's tough. That is.
2: The- <laughs> yeah, I
3: don't like I can
0: do that. I know. So realize that you are, and this is the core message of the Chiron book, Chiron 2012 in the Aquarian Age: the key and how to use it. For those listening, I, I didn't realize we're going to do Chiron today. You know, but that's a that's a great resource for people. But you feel different. And the energy antenna makes you, in fact, hypersensitive to the energies of others, which means that if you and I are, are – um, like I, I'm a shop owner and you come into my shop and you're buying something and you say something and I look at you funny, you're going to take it personally or part of you will be inclined to take it personally. Mm. That's Chiron Sun. In fact, um, my breakfast does not agree with me. Like, right, in fact, um, uh, my cat ran away last night, and I'm worried. And it's, ha- you know, or um, I'm concerned because I lost my keys.
3: Mm.
0: It's not about you. Basically, mm-hmm. how people treat you may reflect something useful to you, but it's never, and here we go. This is getting into the juice of it. It's never that you deserve judgment or, or rejection.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Because saying you're hypersensitive to the energies of others means that when their energy changes, you feel it and a part of you may feel worthy of rejection or as I like to say, rejectable. Mm -hmm. So your job is to learn to work through that by not taking personally how others react to you or treat you. Like look at them as somebody who may have eaten, um, a, you know, uh, a bad breakfast enchilada. Right. Yeah. Like, like, like like, anyway, it's not about you. So play with that. I'll just invite you to play with that. And, um, knowing that you're sensitive and I I don't want you to get some kind of like weird identity and then join some internet chat group for sensitives (laughs) and be like, I am very sensitive. I don't want you to do that. I just, I just, cause I don't want you to be a victim about it. I want you to realize that this means that you are aware of the energies of other people. So when you're grounded in your body and you're not absorbing things from other people, you can use it as a gift. And the gift is bringing a compassionate energy to the world.
3: Hmm.
0: So, so it looks like it's a punishment or some kind of like, Penitence, right? Like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm always aware of those people's pain and suffering. And most of us, when we, when we have that feeling, we'll close down. and And the teaching that I work with is to open the heart, not absorb anything from the world around us, but be aware of it.
3: Hmm.
0: So that, so that's a, that's like a that's the Chiron nugget nugget there. Mm-hmm. And um, Sun, just to wrap this part up, Sun is also about ego and having a healthy ego. And Mars, which is, as I mentioned earlier, next to your sun, conjunct it, is about saying yes and no and having boundaries and being assertive. Mm -hmm. Chiron adds this energetic awareness of other people's business such that you, part of you may not know if you get to say yes and no when you like.
3: Hmm.
0: Because if you say no to somebody and they frown at you, you might take it personally.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: So, so it's like you, one of your jobs is to just do what you need to do if it's the right thing to do and then let other people have their reactions without taking it on.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: So play with that. And even even in a few months, email me and let me know how it's going because <laughs> this is going to be a tool for your whole life.
2: Oh, yeah, Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, like everything—like work, school, career, family. <laughs> even if you have a pet, seriously, it'll come out. If you have like a mammal pet, like a cat or a dog, it'll come yeah. out with you. Yeah, like you'll be like, um, "No, fluffy, I'm not letting you out right now." And the cat looks, <laughs> at you and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm a piece of crap because oh my god." <laughs> do you I have do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not true. It's just not true. But some of us are really aware of those reactions of others. So that's so that's that's part two of this answer. I wanted to give you a part three and then move on to the second question. <laughs> part three is about karma. It's about the multi-life situation for you. Like like people m- often say past lives. I try to get us to realize that – or I try to teach that Um, from the soul's perspective and therefore from our emotional bodies and our etheric bodies' perspective, like those invisible things that show up in all of our lives connected to soul – From that perspective, there's no such thing as time, and it's all happening simultaneously. So I say the soul's other lives. That's kind of the the setup here for how I'm going to talk about this. Mm -hmm. For you, a very important indicator of the karmic journey in your chart is called the south node of the moon ruler. Your south node of the moon, which is about karmic conditioning – is in Sagittarius. And so its ruler of Sagittarius is always Jupiter. So then I look at Jupiter in your chart, and it's in Sagittarius in the third, conjunct Uranus. So there's a story in there. And that's going to, I think, figure prominently in the the answer to the second question that you're going to ask in a minute. Mm -hmm. But Jupiter is opposed by Sun and Chiron in your chart. So an opposition to the south node ruler is an opposition to who you keep showing up to be. That's what the South Node Ruler is about. It's about personality and identity that's kind of karmic identity, we might say, like below the surface. And so you in many lives show up being blocked by people who do the sun. Mm-hmm. So people who have strong egos, but also wounded egos, because Chiron's here. Mm-hmm. And so in a, so that's another reason, like as you say, like, I don't know if I'm really a Gemini – or, I mean, I'm a Gemini, but I don't really identify that way. All of what I've shared with you so far kind of feeds that answer or it provides an answer. But this layer of it is also like, I don't want to be a son because those people are needy or sorry, there's like an animal noise outside the window. Sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. my gosh. I don't know if it's coyotes or what. I'll try to proceed. Um, uh, you know, other people, they're needy. They're aggressive. They're demanding. You will you, you so for you, you don't want to be the sun, and if mm. you are the sun, then it's like then I'm too sensitive, so you might actually gravitate towards being other things in your chart, like that moon in the first mm. or something else like and it's it's it would not be abnormal with this setup for you to really um you know if you read a bunch of sun keywords, not just Gemini keywords, but for the archetype of the sun, and say, oh that's not really me." Because we don't want to be the person, that the kind of people who have blocked us, supposed us or hurt us. Mm-hmm. So as you, as you continue to learn about astrology, be really attuned to this thing about your sun. A, it's with Chiron, so I'm, I feel different and unique and maybe hypersensitive. And mm-hmm. maybe sometimes I feel like I don't have the right to exist or have an opinion. Those are mm-hmm. sun ideas. Uh, but then also karmically, sun opposed you. And so you're trying to figure out how to have a healthy ego without being a jerk.
2: Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> and again, it's going to show up with your cat or your dog, and your family, and your job, and your community. It's going to show up all the t- with people in the store. It's going to show up all the time. If you start owning sun energy, which I do encourage you to read about, uh-huh. if you start saying, "Yeah, I have the right to to receive attention and to take up space, and I have the right to take up oxygen here," you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like, um and I can do it in a way that's healthy and you learn what that means for you. You know, you part of you might say, Oh man, either this is too much work or man, I don't want to be arrogant. That, that kind of stuff may, may come up in you. Um, but you know, you're on earth, so you have the sun in your birth chart. So it's good to figure it out.
2: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense.
0: Good, good, good. Is all that clear? Do you have any questions about that before we go to the second, the second Hi.
2: one? Yeah, no, I think that's great.
0: Okay. Cool. So, so what's the second question? I know it's a different kind of question.
2: Yeah, you know, um, I think like a lot of people, um, you know, I have challenges just like everyone else and specifically right now. Um, and I was just wondering if there's anything in my birth chart that is specific. You know, am I living out some type of karma from a uh, how we just talked about, like a parallel life? Yeah. Um, I mean, like, was I a bad person in a past life or a parallel life or I don't know. Is there anything in my chart that says anything like that?
0: Do is there a part of you that needs for me to say you were a good person?
2: I think <laughs> okay. maybe. I don't know. I'm,
0: I know. I know. I'm kind of teasing
2: you. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of
0: teasing you with that Virgo rising. I'm kind of teasing you. Um, so what happens is we are all wonderful people and terrible people. This is not to say that you are you are Mother Teresa and Hitler. This is not that. But it's that We're all, as souls, learning about how to make choices and deal with the consequences. Mm -hmm. So if I say to you, you know, there's some life where you're doing something kind of sketchy, I'm going to ask you not to judge that.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And uh, I invite everybody to to realize that we are, since the end of the Mayan calendar a few years ago, we're all dealing with these things from other lives, things in our emotional bodies and etheric bodies that are floating to the surface to deal with, to to be dealt with. So this question, you know, is what I'm experiencing based in me being a bad person somewhere on the timeline? Well, not really, because there's no good and bad from the soul's perspective you, I mean, I will answer the question, but I want to give you the setup. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not being evasive, trying to be vague and abstract okay. that's anyway, um, but from the soul's perspective, it is born as you in a bunch of lives to figure out how to be a person. Now soul is divine love and wisdom and is not wounded, cannot be hurt, does not need healing. It is not confused. The soul is you know soul is like divine perfect love. And then it comes in, it it decides to forget through you that truth. And then you're in the world trying to figure out how to be a person. Well, the big goal is to go from making choices based in fear to choices based in love. That's what the soul, each soul wants its humans, including you and me and everybody, to figure out. Mm -hmm. So in some lives, there are variables in place that make life difficult. And we have to figure out how to go from fear into love, but we don't know that's the game plan. So like I was doing a reading for a client this morning and she was telling me about this like stuff that was coming up in her space and I was looking into it and I was looking into this emotional body of hers and I was finding this past life person who's in prison. And, and, uh, basically this emotion is in her space and she calls me and I interpret where it comes from and how to work with that part of the personality or that part of the self. And so she actually works in a prison and we've known for months that it's symbolic and you know, there's stuff to do. She actually works in a prison and, mm-hmm. um and I was looking at it and I was asking this guy what happened and he was really stoic and kind of just like staring off in the distance, kind of um uh, flatlined emotionally. And he was like, look, I made a choice that was illegal. But I don't think it was wrong. And it was about me surviving. And essentially, this guy killed an animal on public lands is what it looks like and was imprisoned. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I need to survive. Yeah. So anyway, so in some lives, you may be pushed to doing things that either are illegal or immoral, but I want you not to judge it. Mm -hmm. And I want you to realize that when we hear these horror stories about monsters who seem to embody evil, those people, there's no external punishment for being Pol Pot, Hitler, Stalin. There's no, there's no God on a marble throne handing out frowny face stickers, you know, putting it on like Hitler's lapel when he, when he goes to purgatory or whatever. Like there's no purgatory. There's no mm-hmm. hell. So essentially we're dealing with choices, uh, make, having to make choices that we feel are best for whatever reason. Even if it hurts others, even if it hurts ourselves, and then dealing with the consequences. Mm -hmm. So that said, we're all doing things on the Earth timeline and past lives or other lives that are sketchy or immoral or suspicious or illegal or horrible. We're all doing it. We're all doing it. And this is one of the most important things that that I want to teach about soul and what it means to be on Earth so we can move out of that self-judgment. So, so that's the setup, and we're going to take the second break, and then I'm going to answer the question for reals. <laughs> so, okay, so we have Laura here, who's the winner of the monthly drawing, and this is Tom Jacobs on the Soul's Journey. I'll be right back after the second break. <laughs>
1: getting grounded what about cleaning up and improving your relationships with your body money and others energy worker and channel tom jacobs infuses crystals with the supportive clarifying and empowering energies of archangel metatron and ascended master jehudi aka Thoth, saint germain and merlin Charged Tiger Iron powerfully engages your first, second, and third chakras, while Charged Red Jasper activates chakra two. Users report improved sleep, deepened meditation, increased trust of their bodies, intuition, and spirit guides, better boundaries, and heightened confidence to follow their passions. Included with each charged piece are channeled resources and ongoing support from Tom Jacobs get your charged crystal at tdjacobs.com you've heard tom jacobs the host of ctr's the soul's journey share insightful perspectives on astrology and spirituality providing useful tools to help you make life better each month tom saves his most in-depth analyses for subscribers to his monthly service Subscribers to tdjacobs.com receive a user's manual for each month when the sun changes sign. The sun's time in that sign, ingresses, retrogrades, major aspect patterns, and new and full moons are covered in depth and help you make the most of the present moment. A channeled meditation and a monthly call to pick Tom's brain are included as are a number of perks, exclusive materials, and savings on his classes and products. Read more and sign up monthly or yearly at tdjacobs.com.
0: Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom from tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer Energy worker and also channel. And, um, this show is all about astrology and soul that's informed by channeled wisdom as the intro at the top of the hour explained to you. And tonight, uh, Laura H is the, is my guest. She is receiving a reading, uh, on her chart and, uh, she's the winner of a monthly contest. You can enter this contest by emailing me, Tom at TDJacobs.com with a subject line TSJ monthly drawing. I'll put your name into the mix and around the middle of every month I will pick a winner and at around the end of the month you'll come on the show uh if your schedule allows it to be live and otherwise we'll pre-record it when it's convenient um uh, and you'll receive a reading. I want to teach astrology while helping people understand themselves better and this is a great vehicle. So Laura's here and um I'm talking she asked me a question about oh actually let me give you her data in case you're just joining us. May 22nd, 1983. 3:14 p.m. in Papillion, Nebraska. That's P A P I L L I O N Nebraska. And uh yes, yeah, so you asked if if some karma like are you reliving some karma right now or because you've been a bad person in some life. And I said, "Yeah, we've all mm-hmm. been terrible people and wonderful people." Um what I want to explain to you is the setup for your Pluto, which which mm-hmm. is a it's a you know, it's a small planet out at the edge of what we have considered our solar system for a long time and its orbits like 248 years around the sun so it's really slow moving and how I work with Pluto is that it indicates what our souls set up for us uh, or how do you say it it wants us to learn how to be strong and confident through this way of being or this part of life so we look at the area of the chart to see what part of life do I need to become strong and confident in and the empowerment journey of a human necessarily involves sometimes feeling powerless or disempowered. So that's kind of where we're going to go with this. And mm-hmm. your Pluto is in the house of self-esteem. So, uh, just basically if, you know, you work your, your butt off and you end up like in school and you end up the best you can ever do is like, you're always getting 78s in math right mm-hmm. you're always getting like like c plus that's going to hit your self esteem more than a lot of other people
3: mm-hmm. because
0: you're going to work hard and it, and you're not doing what looks like cutting the grade so self esteem gets affected that that's mm-hmm. a normal human thing but it's going to hit you harder because pluto's in the house of self esteem mm-hmm. so in some lives you are you are finding that you cannot accomplish what you're trying to do. And other people might say to you, well, you should work harder and you, pos- you can't possibly work harder.
3: <laughs> yeah. Know, like,
0: yeah. And like in this life, you may find that, like I mentioned math, you might find that some subjects came very easily and others were seemingly impossible or something like that. You know, that yeah. would be normal for you. What Did something come really easily and something else was kind of rocky?
2: Um, I've got a a master's in economics. Like, I feel like math in general, easily, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's then awesome. yeah, and just other stuff like I just can't seem to get.
0: Yeah, and so so you've obviously pursued your strengths, so that's mm-hmm. good. Um, <laughs> yeah. that's really ironic that I mentioned math, right? That's funny. yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, but some you know something else, or like um, you just can't get history, but like you know chemistry is easy, and and that would be normal for you mm-hmm. because in some lives you are learning about self-esteem through developing skills that's part Mm -hmm. of the story here it's also about resources money and time and those things um there's this whole thing about pluto in the second about survival and i say self-esteem the self-esteem is like like how you feel about yourself will determine what skills you develop and then what prices you put on those skills and then how money comes into your life that's the chain between survival and and self-esteem mm-hmm. what you know but it's also about your value system. your value system will determine what you develop, which then leads into value, you know like like skills and money. so mm-hmm. for you in some lives, um, the right choice about what is worth pursuing is a big issue. Mm-hmm. Y- you may in some lives not be pursuing your own value system. So like somebody – like when you're a little kid, all the adults have master's in economics, right? Let's just Mm -hmm. say that. And you're like, um, I really want to design sets for theater. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, but we're all um, academics. And you're like, yeah, but – right? And eventually you get that there's an expectation of you. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And then you may not pursue your dream, but you may pursue something you're very good at, but it might not be your vision of the best – use of your time on earth.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But you're tr- but it, but with his signature, you're trying very hard to feel good about yourself. So, of course, you're going to pursue your strengths. Mm-hmm. So, I just want you to be aware of if at any point in your life, there's a dream that you reconnect with from when you were young, figure out a way to incorporate it because your, your vision and passion are more important than what you already do well. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying... I'm not saying to stop doing what you're doing, but just be open to realizing if there's something else huh. that also in, that you can either add as a hobby or work in or something. But but your value system. In some lives, you're not living according to your unique value system. That's what I want to say.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, this is in the sign of Libra. Lib- Pluto in Libra tends to listen to other people too much. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying it might not be your value system. You know, like I have a friend I have a dear friend, every adult in her family, just about this large extended Indian family they're all doctors, so I was kind of like translating that story for you and she mm-hmm. and she um just assumed she would be a doctor, and so she um she got a degree in uh oh my gosh, what was it biology or biochem or something and then she uh I met her when I worked at a biotechnology company in Massachusetts, and she was working for a few years while she geared up to apply medical school and she didn't make it in twice and her self-esteem was completely in the toilet about it and i was like well then maybe you're not supposed to be a doctor but like the image in her head was everybody expects me to Mm -hmm. everybody else does this and you know there's very clear expectation i mean they'd love her either way but there's this thing in in there and puto and libra in the second can listen to others a little too much or, or or the expectations or the image that others have for your life may be more important than your own image that's kind of what I'm getting at when I say if there's something else under the surface that you might want to look at or you might really – that might let you up, that, that might be um, you know, worth pursuing at some point. And all of that said, oh, by the way, um, she didn't get into medical school and then so she tried to – she applied for uh, – uh, at a public health degree, school of public health and didn't get in either. And then now she does like design work. And is really into that. And that's really part of her passion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she's actually doing something that she likes, but it just took that process of decoupling from those expectations that she had ingested, right? She had incorporated and and owned as herself, as her own. So all that said, your Pluto is retrograde. And that means that from the Earth's perspective, when you were born, it appeared to be going backward. That's just the technical thing. Mm -hmm. Personality-wise... What matters to you most in your value system, you might not identify early in life. And I'm going to say that you're in, you know, you're not a child, but you're early in life, relatively speaking.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
0: so be aware of this thing I'm talking about, your value system. You might not really figure out what really matters to you for a couple of decades and don't uh, let that affect your self esteem. Realize that people mm-hmm. with Pluto retrograde like this are works in progress. And I could be like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. This is it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not quite sure what I should be doing. I, you know, but I'll do what looks like the right thing to do or I'll do what the normal people seem to be doing because they seem to be successful. There's like this tentative, I'm going to do what looks like I should, you know, what, what I should do.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And again, you can be successful doing it, but just be aware of whatever lights you up is waiting to be uncovered. So anyway. So it's retrograde. From the karmic perspective, that means that you have overdone an idea of who you should be and are born in this life with a certain level of burnout with dealing with these self-esteem questions. Huh. So, for example, um, my friend applies to medical school twice. She's like a go-getter, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning she takes uh, the MCAT twice. Right? She goes through this whole interview process twice. I think it was separated by two years. Right, go, She does it, and then that doesn't work, and she's like, okay, I'll shift my focus a little, public health. And she goes through the whole process again except for the mm-hmm. MCATs. And, but she had to take, I think, the GREs to do that. And, you know, well, she's working super hard in this direction because she thought she should – and, and she is kind of, you know, I'm not trying to put words in her mouth, but like if somebody said to her, hey, you could go to grad school for blah, 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 she'd probably be like, man, I'm I'm over it. So in some lives, like you may be maybe doing something that seems to make sense, but not really serve your passion and your purpose. Mm-hmm. But you're doing it, and you keep doing it, and you're dogged, and you do it well, and you have a certain level of success, safety, security, but it might not be your passion. And so – If somebody says to you, why did you, and I'm not asking you, I mean, like, I'm not trying to be weird, but like somebody says to you, why did you do economics? Realize that thought process that forms the answer, like be open to seeing that as an internally derived expectation that may not be a full expression of your human potential and your human self. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not saying don't do it or drop it. I'm saying that in some lives you choose something and you do it well, but then you feel stuck later.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. You're more – you you have more to offer. You have more to – I'm not saying about economics. I'm saying in a bunch of lives, you may find that you have much more to offer, but you're in a groove, so you you keep doing it. And this is underscored by the reality that the planet Pluto – or sorry, Saturn, which is about work and responsibility and being an authority figure, is with the Pluto. It's next to it. So this whole story is a Pluto story, but it's a Saturn story. And what this means is that you may be in a groove with a practical thing that doesn't light you up, but you're good at it. And people are Mm -hmm. like, you are great. And you're like, I love being told that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and they're like, that's awesome, right? And you can only go with that for so long.
3: Mm-hmm. you know
0: until until you find a lack of meaning or purpose. Anyway, so so that's a kind of idea and Saturn's also retrograde, which means that you're very good at what you do but it might not really fit you. And again, yeah. being a work in progress. Um you just had your Saturn return a little over 2 years ago. That's around age 29 and a half ish, and it asks us to become aware of what kind of adult we have thought we're going to be and have developed, but then what kind of adult we really would like to be. And this is not literally about work, but work is part of that. Um, who we are in the world and and that kind of thing. So, so anyway, be aware that that question came up a couple of years ago and it's going to be up until you make peace with your choices or make different choices, but just be aware that that is something that that's real. You know, that's something that's happening.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely.
0: And so you can become really, really good at things that you don't care about. Yeah. Okay. So, so this idea of, Good person, bad person, it's related to this story because I uh, can, you know, get into business, get into a government position, be the mayor of a town, and make decisions that work for the town, that work for the business. I'm saying business because Saturn is about business, too, Mm -hmm. and authority, and I can make decisions that 52% of the people like. Mm Mm-hmm. And 48% of the people are throwing melons and tomatoes and eggs at my house. Mm-hmm. But I served the community, didn't I?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So realize that that idea of bad person, whatever, like yeah. that's part of this. Like I yeah. guarantee you, you're making choices on the timeline somewhere in some life, whether they're immoral or illegal or not. Like who cares about that? But you're going to find yourself in a position of tending to judge yourself if something's not going well. Mm -hmm. So Saturn-Pluto can also be intense stuff with authority figures and institutions. Because you are in a long-term process of becoming the kind of authority figure that you want to be. So you're going to encounter some, you know, some tense things with people who have authority. That's Saturn-Pluto together means, I need to be an authority figure. Mm -hmm. But because they're retrograde, this idea of of something's not quite flowing right – I need to figure out the right reason to be authoritative. And that's where it goes back to that question about your value system.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, that makes sense.
0: So, you know, know, like imagine some guy who's running a factory. He's 62 years old and he's like, yeah, I'm just a few years from retirement. I have been here for 27 years and I have been able to do this. I've been able to institute this and protect the healthcare plan and increase the pension yield or whatever, you know, whatever. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I've been able to do these wonderful things. And then he says, Oh my gosh, I forgot, right? He, he sees some PBS special about some, 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 somebody who's involved in theater and he's like, oh, I forgot I, when I was a kid, I just wanted to design sets for theater. Oh, right. Well, here I am. I'm established, mm-hmm. right? And it's like that creativity kind of escaped him, mm-hmm. but he was able to do things. So in this life for you, what effect do you want to have on the world? You know, what skills do you want to use? What, you know, those kinds of questions need to come back to the value system thing. What is most important to you? And to measure your choices against that baseline thing, what matters to me most. And that helps heal any karma of doing wrong things too, because you get to correct now any sense of self judgment. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: If that makes sense. Like you get to correct through proactive choices now. Uh, we just have one minute left by the way. So, uh, but, but anyway, you get to correct that by asserting my positive value system now. And if you find self-judgment come up, just decide to forgive yourself across time. Like that's the the short answer, but I yeah. wanted to give you the, the the depth answer too that I see in your chart.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's very helpful.
0: Great. Great. Laura, thanks so much for coming on the show. And um, No, thank you. Yeah. And uh, for everybody, you can write me at tom at tdjacobs.com with the subject line TSJ Monthly Drawing or Monthly Drawing. And... Um, and uh, don't take this opportunity to, to add my email list to your junk lists. Everybody's doing that these days, um, and I keep giving my email address out. But write me if you want to be on the show and with other questions, and uh, I'm happy to do that. Laura, thanks a lot, and we're just wrapping up the show. And uh, everybody else, you can rate this podcast on iTunes and subscribe through iTunes and tdjacobs.com, and I'll be back with you uh, live next week. Bye-bye.
1: You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.